0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Healthy Mind, Healthy Life, the podcast where we explore the essential elements of living a fulfilling and purposeful life. I'm, I'm your host, Avik, and today we have a remarkable guest joining us. Please welcome Patrick Tromlett, a mindset and performance coach who has navigated through various challenges to become an elite man, husband, father, and a leader. So, patrick's journey began in the uh, mortgage industry uh, filled with big dreams and ambitions so however his path took an unexpected turn when the mortgage meltdown struck in 2008 forcing him to rebuild his career from scratch so just as he found stability in a new position fate intervened once again as the fdic shut down The bank he worked for, leaving Patrick faced with the daunting task of starting over. But Patrick's resilience and determination has led him to embrace the real estate investing as a way to regain control over his life and the future. Along his path of self-development, Patrick sought guidance from a mentor and the pivotal uh, decision shifted his focus from mere financial success to aligning his actions with his conscience. So his experience in the real, in, uh, real estate industry has exposed him to unprecedented markets filled with uncertainty and anxiety that could easily break even the most seasoned professionals. So through his own trials and tribulations, he has developed an unbreakable mindset that enables him to thrive in the face of adversity so join us today as we dive deep into the transformative power of mindset principles and the pursuit of a healthy lifestyle so patrick will share his insights and expertise to inspire us all to strive for greatness in every role we play so it's an absolute pleasure to have you here patrick welcome to the show
1: Thank you very much. That was a great intro. Nailed it.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, Patrick, like, uh, like a uh, quick, uh, quick uh, like, uh, to understand before we uh, go deeper into this topic, like, can you share with us um, the pivotal moment or the experience that led to your mindset shift from focusing solely on making money to aligning your actions with your conscience?
1: Sure. So like like you mentioned, my career in the real estate, mainly the, the mortgage side of the real estate industry was all about making money. It was constantly chasing the next deal. And in the real estate industry, they're big checks when you close deals. So it's never enough. It's always on to the next one, on to the next one. And then when I hired my mentor, he really opened my eyes to listening to what my heart was telling me, what my conscience was saying. And it wasn't about that next deal. It was, what should you be doing? And to me, our conscience is the authentic voice of our creator. So when you're ignoring what your conscience is telling you, you're ignoring what our creator has planned for you. And when he kind of explained that to me, I was awestruck really like, oh, clearly that makes sense. So from that point forward, my goal is to constantly be in alignment with what my conscience is telling me. And that means my thoughts, my words, my actions, all of those have to be in alignment with with the conscience. Right. And what my conscience is calling me to do, and I believe this is for most people, is to become the best version of ourself. Right. Yes. The creator wants us to be great, wants us to be elite, wants us to be amazing. And a lot of us ignore that. I was guilty of it. I wanted money, 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 money. And as we know when you chase money it runs fast and i'm not that fast so (laughs) it was a constant chase Um, but really once i had that that epiphany of this is what i'm supposed to do this is how i'm supposed to be this is how i'm supposed to think everything started falling into line i felt whole i felt right versus feeling empty and always looking for the next one now it's completely different and it is it's sometimes it's hard to describe the feeling but when you listen to what the voice inside of you is telling you and then you try to act accordingly and think accordingly and speak accordingly you feel different and you feel right you feel whole and that was the the trigger to let me know that i was on the right track and ever since then it's been a daily process to push myself i introduce micro adversities i get up real early i have a step morning process And it's all for the mindset. Mm. I train every morning. I lift weights every morning. And really what I'm chasing by doing that again, is that mental clarity so that I can be the best version of myself byproduct is you happen to be in good shape. I got in the best shape of my life, which is always good, right? You want to be healthy. You want to be fit, but really it's all about the mindset. And so I leverage the training. I leverage my daily, what I call the daily non-negotiables, which is my process. To build my mindset every day we don't miss we do the same process every morning and it becomes habits right so our thoughts our actions now are habits that are in alignment with what my conscience is telling me to be or telling me to do
0: exactly true exactly it's, it's all about habit which we uh, make so as you are talking about the mindset as well so as a mindset and performance coach so what are the common limiting beliefs or uh, i would say the mental barriers uh you can say so you often encounter with your clients. So have you A
1: lot of them, like you you said, they have limiting beliefs. They believe they can't do something. They can't be successful or they can't get in shape because they've tried before and they've quit. And so by doing that and not continuing after a small failure, they're programming their subconscious mind to say, you're not going to do it. You're not going to be able to overcome this. And you can do the opposite, right? And that's why I introduce these micro adversities. I get up early, I do a set process, like I mentioned. And I I try to do that to make it a little bit harder on myself than living that comfortable, complacent life, because then we get squishy. And that's what I was before I had this, I was starting to get a little squishy and out of shape. And it was not very good looking in the mirror. But the whole goal is to build that mindset up, right? So when my clients, a lot of them come to me, it's they have these self-imposed limitations. And really there are no limitations on us, except for what we place on ourselves. So once I'm able to get them making some progress, they start following this daily process this morning, non-negotiable process, they're starting to see that they can do these hard things. And now that builds momentum and it builds self-confidence and they kind of uh, partner up, right? So you get momentum and your confidence grows more because you're doing these harder things. And you're reprogramming your subconscious mind to know hey these little adversities i can handle i can overcome them and it again breeds more confidence breeds more confidence and then you start to see their whole mindset shift from kind of a, vict- a victim mentality like oh woe is me the world is happening to me to a i want that give me that hard path i'm going to attack that because it's going to make me stronger it's going to prepare me for the adversities that life is is guaranteed to give all of us right nobody's going to have a perfect life So when we do these hard things, these micro adversities, for lack of a better term, we're programming and it's always about programming and building the habits so that your mindset is strong and you can overcome things. So the biggest thing has got to be the self limitations, those beliefs that they can't do it because they've let themselves down in the past. It's a little bit of an uphill battle for some of them. Some of them, it, it clicks real quick. It just depends on the person and, and their past really and how many times they've let themselves down. And that's the big hurdle for a lot of people is they say they're gonna do something and then they don't do it. And then they say they're gonna do something different and then they don't do it. And so they, by doing that, again, they're programming their subconscious mind to know that they quit on themselves. And so when they do have a little bit of adversity come, the sky is falling. You know, it, it's the worst situation ever when really it's not that big of a deal. If you just keep going, you'll make it through it, right? You'll, you're always gonna, the bad times aren't gonna last forever. And it's just that different mindset where I'll keep going. This this sucks right now, but I'll keep going because at the end of it, it's gonna be great. And that's, I would say that's probably the the biggest initial barrier that we have when I, I speak with someone new.
0: Yes, exactly. So this is uh, only about uh, the start is uh, I believe the problem is, but when we see the end result, that somehow we get motivated. But Absolutely. yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great thing. And before we proceed to the third question, let me just uh, <laughs> ask you. I was having coffee, so I I must say, like, uh, I'm just having coffee, and uh, because we are uh, in different zones, so I can't offer you. But yes, it's a kind of e coffee to you. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like this, like um, the stoic principle play a significant role uh, in the coaching uh, approach. So could you explain how these principles can be applied to foster a resilient and the growth-oriented mindset?
1: Sure, sure. And I don't live a stoic life. I just pull a couple <laughs> principles that help me with my mindset and help me overcome things. And one of the biggest ones is purpose over pleasure. So a lot of times we are about instant gratification. We want to, especially with all the tablets and phones where you click on something and boom, you get that dopamine rush and you're loving life. Really purpose over pleasure is delayed gratification. So we have jobs to do. We have roles and responsibilities as men, as husbands, as fathers that we need to take care of regardless of how we're feeling. So that's where the purpose over pleasure comes in. My feelings for my family are untouchable. However, if I'm in a funk or I don't want to do something, it doesn't matter because I have stuff that I'm responsible for, for my three boys, for my wife, they count on me and they depend on me to do certain things every day, regardless of how I feel. So I introduced purpose over pleasure. That's a big one for me. A good example is at the end of the day, sometimes, you know, you put in eight, 10, 12 hours of work, you're tired, right? You're spent, you put poured into it. My son will come, my youngest son is six. He will come running in my office and be, Hey dad, let's go to the park. And before I had the mindset shift, cause we live pretty close to a park, but before I had the mindset shift, I, a lot of times would tell him, uh, well, let's see, you know, we'll go in a little bit, let's sit on the couch first. And I would sit there, you know, squishy and like bah, streaming Netflix or something silly, really not doing what I was supposed to be doing. And when I would tell him, oh, let's wait and see, he would. you could see him kind of get sad and then he'd walk out of the office slowly. But now, anytime he comes in and says, let's go to the park, I'm like, grab your shoes, let's go. And he goes, yeah, he gets so excited and takes off. And something as simple as that has a world of impact on him. And really that's a prime example of, that's my my purpose is to provide him the life that I believe that we're we're deserving of. And going to the park, how hard is that? It's not hard, right? So let's do something small, but look at the joy that it gives to him. And so it's it's those little things where, regardless of how I'm feeling, I need to do these things because that's my job for them. And that's what they depend on me for. So purpose over pleasure is one. And then really memento mori. So remember that you're going to die. And it's not like a morbid, oh, I'm dying kind of thing, but it's live now, live as best as you can right now, because all you have re- guaranteed is the current moment. So if you're not present, if you're not living the best life that you can, if you're not pouring everything into your family, your job, whatever it might be at that moment, you're messing up. You're not doing as good as you could. And you're not really working towards that best version of yourself because that best version of yourself has to be right now. It can't be in the past because that's done and over with, right? And in the future, that's not even real yet. It's in the future. It may or may not happen. So you have to live for the moment. So those are probably the main two principles that I bring in every day and really used to shape my my worldview and, and my perspective on the roles and responsibilities that we have.
0: That, that's a, that's a great thing I would say Also like uh, when uh, I was talking about the real industry, real estate industry, so in the real estate industry, uh, you have experienced uh, numerous challenges and setbacks as well uh, that could easily demoralize others. So how have you developed an unbreakable mindset to navigate this uncertainty and maintain your focus?
1: So the first time back in 2008, in the financial crisis, when everything hit the fan, it was rough. I was young, I was 20, 2008, 24. So I was still relatively young, still thinking I was the man, I could do anything. And it wasn't a huge mental thing for me. But then when I went to the second bank that was right after my first son was born i was married at that point and i was lost i didn't know what to do the second time that somebody had come in and pulled the rug out from underneath me you know because the first time i'd worked and build my business up and i was a top producer making great money for a 22 year old 23 year old then got cut out the knees and then rebuilt my business again at the second bank only to have my legs taken out from underneath me again. So that point I was very demoralized. I, luckily my wife still was working and was able to support us because for a while there I wasn't making any money. I wasn't able to support my family. And for me, that was one of the worst things possible because I believe as a man, you're supposed to provide, protect, and preside. Providing is one of the main things that I I wasn't able to do it. So I felt like less than a man, it was, almost like my wife had another child to take care of at that point and so it was it was very demoralizing but at the end of the day i realized and i internalized like i have work to do i have to assume or reassume my rightful position as leader of the family and and breadwinner and provider so i worked and worked and worked and was able to land at another place another bank and rebuilt the business again and that worked out, I built it up, I was able to become a top producer for a third time ended up being the top producing regional manager. So it was really just a, I had no other option. At that point, this is what I had to do. And so I exhausted every creative possible way that I could think of to generate more income to generate more business so that I could be that provider for my family. And then from that point, I, I really wanted to, that's where the, the money chase came in, I wanted to make more money. And so I left my position there and started working direct with consumers, direct to the, the the home buyers. And that worked out well for a little bit, but then it wasn't as successful as my previous job. So again, I'm like, oh, did I screw up? What did I do? I left this great job that I'd built up to chase that bag to get that next check. And really that's where I started my self-development process. And it didn't work out as well as I had hoped. So that's when I brought on my mentor and got into the investing side full time and built that up. And it's done not as well as I had hoped, but it's done great, right? Like it's, it's provided a life, a level of living for my family that we're not wanting anything, we're not needing anything. And then I have constantly pushed and pushed and pushed. And now that I've stepped into this coaching role and being aligned with my, my purpose and what my conscience is telling me, I feel right the money I don't, I'm not concerned about anymore, right? The money will come as long as I'm doing right. And I focus on becoming that man. It's for me, it's who I want to be, not how I get there. And so by focusing on becoming him, and that's part of the daily ritual, the daily non-negotiable process, it's creating that guy, creating that ideal individual. And by becoming him, I will attract the things that I need and want. And really, again, it's all about becoming that guy. And and really, that's been my process and been my mindset since I, I hired my mentor and it was for me it was life changing.
0: Wow, well, that's that's something uh, uh, needs to learn actually. So this is a very good learning I would say for most of the people uh, how to struggle and in that situation how you react. So that is the main uh, important thing. That that's really great. Also, like uh, your coaching incorporates nutrition and the training as well which is the essential components of uh, building a healthy mindset and overall well-being, definitely. So how Mm -hmm. do these physical aspects interconnect with uh, the mental state?
1: Sure. So this is, again, another stoic principle that we bring in, stress inoculation. And really that's introducing stress to your life to build that mindset so that you're prepared for when life surprises you with the stress. So what we do is we use either... And for eons, people have used dietary restrictions and hard physical labor. They use pilgrimages or treks back in the day. I don't, I'm not going to be walking thousands of miles right now. So I I lift weights to kind of get that same kind of uh, result, but it's all about leveling up your consciousness, right? To go to that next level, instead of being down in that fearful scarcity mindset, you want to get up and we work towards being in the gratitude and that love level as much as possible, because when you're there. You have that positive energy that you're exuding you bring positive things to you and really so that that's why we leverage the the nutrition and the training now with the nutrition we do macro manipulation so we track your macros we restrict what we eat we're disciplined and it's all about building the discipline with what we're putting into our mouths that's the baseline of of a disciplined person is what they put into their mouth because if you can't control that i guarantee you you're having issues in other parts of your life and again this is about building that ideal individual, right? That ideal individual, that guy, he's the most disciplined man that I know. He is a strong mental person that does not get thrown off by the ups and downs of life. And so by introducing the macro manipulation and then the training as well, right? So like I said earlier, the training is always about mindset. When you work hard and breathe hard and you're pushing weight and you're you're consistently doing this, I haven't missed a workout and eight plus months, I haven't missed my nutrition, you're being consistently disciplined. And that consistent discipline leads to an elevated mind state, you're building discipline in the simplest form, which is eating, like I said, and then you're pushing yourself even more with that training, that training discipline. A lot of people don't like to do it, they don't want to get up early, they don't want to push hard, they, they'll they do easy workouts. And the harder we do it, the better it is for the mind. So by introducing those, it's again, it's all about the mindset, right? So if I do this consistently for eight, 10, 12 months, and then it goes years and years and years, I'm going to be far ahead of somebody that does it when they feel right, or oh, today feels good, I'm going to go work out today. Well, I haven't missed for eight months. Where do you think my mindset is compared to somebody that does it when they feel good? Right? Like there's nothing that throws me off. And I say all the time, I don't miss when it comes to that, because if I miss, then my mind, my subconscious mind's like, Oh, hold on, wait a second. You didn't do what you said you were going to do. And so then I'm starting to degrade the positive programming that I've done for my mindset, just because I took one day off. And again, like this, isn't you're going to die if you don't do your training. But again, it's always about building up that mindset. And the more we do it, the stronger we are mentally. So that's why I incorporate the training. And that's why we incorporate the nutrition is because it all falls back to the mindset the tighter you are with your nutrition the harder you train the stronger your mindset is because again you're in you're bringing in the stress on purpose so that your mindset is stronger in preparation for when life throws you the the curveball that you weren't expecting
0: exactly exactly the mindset is very much important
1: what it's all about yeah sorry I said, that's what it's all about. It's always about the mindset. And that's why we do this, because it, the easy life leads to pain and sorrow and regret. And I don't know about you, but I would rather take the pain of, of training hard and pushing myself than being regret, uh, being regretful, because I don't want to be on my deathbed and be like, oh, I could have done this, or I should have done that. And then again, I have three boys that are watching me. So I have to lead by example. I can tell them, Hey, you should do this. You should train hard. You should be. But if I'm sitting there on the couch with a belly and man boobs and shoving Cheetos in my mouth, what are they going to do? Are they going to believe my words or are they going to believe my actions? Right. Actions speak louder. So I have to show them. And that's why they're like, dad, did you get up on time today? And they always know that I'm up early And that, Oh, did you hit you? They know that I don't miss. And so hopefully what that does is show them that this is how you create the life that you want to live It's by being disciplined and not missing. And that's always a motivating factor for me is I got three guys that are going to be adults they are going to be men, and they're going to have their own families. And so not only does it affect them, but it potentially affects their wife, it affects their kids. So this could be a multi generational impact that I'm having, just by trying to be as disciplined as possible.
0: Exactly, exactly. And always led by example, that is something uh, which the next generation will also learn from that so coming to uh, coming to this uh, sense also we we understood about our own routines everything but the mindset should be everything so now as a as a family man right so as a husband father and the leader how do you balance the various roles in your life while also striving for personal and the professional excellence so any strategies you uh, have sure. apart from the mindset or
1: anything to me. Sure. So I get up at three o'clock in the morning. My kids are up at six. Mm -hmm. So I have those three hours to work on myself. And that's when I use the self development time. That's why I have my morning process that I hit every single day. That is my time to become the best version of me. Because as soon as they're up, I got roles and responsibilities to them. We, we homeschool our kids. So me and my wife share different parts, different subjects, we will each go over with them. And really as the husband, there are certain roles that I have that my wife and I have agreed on that I will do certain things and she does certain things. And when we do them, and she always has done hers, but there was a time where I was selfish and I was focused on my feelings and what I wanted to do and not necessarily what I should be doing. But once I started doing everything that I was supposed to be doing, and then some, I try and take as much work away from her as possible, right? Because she's with the kids most of the day. And I don't know about you, but that's a lot of work. And she's a saint for dealing with them and it's three boys mind you three boys and they're crazy you know how boys are right so it's really just remembering that it's a partnership right we're not best friends right because best friends aren't always going to be there for you they don't go through the same things that you go through with your spouse so it's a partnership where we're creating the life that we want to live and for us it's traditional roles i'm the leader i'm the husband i'm the man of the family and she's my partner we're equal, but it's different. And so because of that, we have that understanding. And we went through premarital counseling and talked about everything ahead of time so that we knew what we were getting into. We knew that our beliefs were congruent and we viewed the world the same way. And I think that honestly has set us up for the success that we have, because I would put my marriage up against anybody else's marriage and bet that we're probably in a better spot. And that's because the work that we put in daily. We communicate, we over communicate. We know everything about everything. And I believe that's how it should be. There should be no secrets in a marriage because you guys should be partners, right? And so if somebody's hiding something or, you know, the big thing, don't look at my cell phone kind of stuff, I ask my wife to check my phone every time it goes off. Hey, tell me what that was, please. I have no secrets. And I think that is one of the main reasons why we are so strong together. So because of that, that is it really drives home the point that I'm doing what I should be doing, right? We have that trust between each other. She trusts that I'm going to come through for her and I I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. And that allows her to be confident and comfortable in her role and her responsibilities, because she knows I'm going to handle my stuff. All she has to do is focus on her stuff. And then we come together and we have that great union. We have everything handled and the boys see, me treating my wife a certain way they see me hugging her and and showing her affection and doing little things like i buy my wife flowers once a week i write her little silly love notes and stick it on the bathroom mirror just little things but they're so important to her right us as guys don't really see that stuff is important it's like silly okay use a little sticky and you wrote it on the mirror yeah but i get a text message from her in the morning when she comes downstairs or when she goes into the bathroom upstairs So I got the note, thank you. And you can see how it really has an impact on her. And it's, it's, I get, that's where my purpose over pleasure comes in again. Like my job is to serve my family. One of my purposes is to serve. So if I'm not doing that right, they're lacking something that I can easily give them by writing, you know, an example as a, a little sticky note. And so by doing this and really keeping that purpose over pleasure mantra in mind, it makes it easy right? You, you don't have to think it's what can I do to help at the end of the day? And like I said, I'll put my marriage up against anybody's and I'm not trying to be mean or or disrespectful, but that's just the confidence that I have in my marriage and my relationship with my wife is that I know that we can go up against anybody. And 99% of the time we're going to win because of the way we have it agreed upon that you know the the relationship set up
0: yes it, it's it's all about i also believe like it's all about the understanding we are making together and uh based on the same so it's all about the understanding we trust everything so the trust builds up when we understand each other so that's that's uh that's a great thing yes exactly right so uh mindset can sometimes be influenced by external factors as well such as um if I take an example of like people we surround ourselves with, or maybe so, environment we are in. So how do you advise individuals to create a positive and the empowering environment that mm-hmm. supports the mindset growth?
1: Sure, yeah, that's a great question. And, uh, I like to say you need to audit your circle, right? Mm-hmm. The, you're the sum of the five we've all heard. You're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, right? So if you have negative mindset people, if you have people that have the self-limiting beliefs, and we all have them. I used to have friends that were that same way. You have to cut them out because they're not gonna push you forward. They're not gonna help you. They're not gonna support your goals. And when you're around that negative energy, that negative vibe, it's gonna pull you down to that. And that's not where you wanna go, right? Like I said earlier, we wanna be up in that gratitude, that love vibe way up high at the top of the chart. And so it really does start, like you said, with your environment. If you're in a negative environment, which means negative people around you, you're going to be negative. That's just how the energies work. So you have to audit your circle. If somebody is not supporting you, if they're, let's say you want to stop drinking or you want to get healthy, and these people are inviting you to restaurants to have drinks and to eat bad food, you probably don't want to hang out with them too much, especially if they know you're trying to improve and they keep inviting you to these places, maybe they're doing it because they see you're his friends. But if a real friend is going to know, Hey, Avic doesn't want to go to the bar. He's not going to be drinking. I'm not going to invite him out to the club tonight to go party and and get drunk. And everybody in my experience that has started this self-development path has the negative people that either say, Hey, what are you too good now? Oh, you're trying to get too healthy for us or, like I mentioned, they they keep constantly inviting you to negative situations or situations that aren't going to help you become that person that you're trying to be. And so you really do need to audit your circle and make sure that the people that you're spending time with are either doing better than you or at the, they're at the same level as you, but working to get to that next level. And by surrounding yourself with those kind of people, that positive energy, it's going to push you and lift you up. And that's why you hire mentors. That's why you get into masterminds. That's why you you find groups of people that are hopefully doing better than you, because then they're going to pull you up to that next level, and you guys can go together. Exactly. So that's that's the biggest thing that I, I recommend is auditing your circle, because that is the one of the biggest determining factors of your level of success and your level of happiness and and everything that comes with that.
0: Wow, that's that's something really uh, awesome. I would say. So before, before we um, wrap up, like uh, what advice or words of wisdom would you give uh, to our listeners who are seeking to unlock their full potential and cultivate a powerful mindset?
1: Listen to your conscience. That's the biggest thing, right? When you hear, let me back up. When you're regretting that you're doing something, Mm. that is a sign from your conscience to remove that thing from your life. So by listening to your conscience it will give you a gauge either you're you're doing right you're you're going the right way or you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing and you can use regret as that barometer that's telling you whether or not you're in alignment if you're regretting it it's not in alignment with what your conscience is telling you i guarantee you that so when you do listen to it you need to align your thoughts and actions with that guy with what your conscience is telling you, your conscience is saying, Hey, you need to be like this. You need to have these qualities. You need to be this kind of man." So you have to align your thoughts, your actions, and then your habits, right? Because habits determine our life. So if you align your thoughts, habits, and actions with that ideal individual, that guy you're trying to create, you'll feel right. And I didn't used to be a guy that went by feeling. I thought it was silly. I thought it was some hocus pocus kind of nonsense, but, It's not. It is legitimate. It's a sense. It's a vibration. It's that energy that is telling you whether or not you're doing right. And so I really recommend everybody try and listen to their conscience and then align with what it's telling you, because that is the game changer. And once you're doing that, you'll feel different. You will see life differently. You will see people differently. You will be able to overcome the hurdles or the obstacles that life is gonna bring your way because you have that mindset where the ideal individual, that guy that I'm working to become, this isn't gonna bother him, he'll overcome this. And then your actions are in alignment with that. So it it all starts with finding what your conscience is telling you and then aligning with it. So that's the biggest tip that I I give people, definitely. Wow,
0: Wow. that's that's really great. Great, Uh, so and that concludes our insightful conversation with Patrick a true advocate for mastering the power of mindset and unlocking our full potential. So Patrick, thank you for sharing your incredible journey, wisdom, and the practical strategies for cultivating a resilient and growth mindset, obviously. So as we wrap up uh, this episode of Healthy Mind and Healthy Life, let's reflect on the key takeaways from our conversation. So we definitely have learned that the mindset is not only about achieving the financial success, but also aligning our actions and with our conscience and finding fulfillment in every aspect of life. So Patrick has uh, shown us the importance of challenging our limiting beliefs and embracing the principles or the stoic principles and incorporating the nutrition and training as crucial elements in nurturing a healthy mindset so so like always remember that your mindset has the power to shape your reality by developing a self-awareness or practicing self-reflection and surrounding yourself with the positivity you can definitely unlock your full potential and become the elite version of yourself in all areas of life we hope this episode has inspired you to embark on your own journey of self-discovery and the personal growth. So take the four steps to today and embrace the power of mindset to create the life you truly desire. So thank you Patrick for sharing your expertise and empowering us with the valuable insights and thank you dear listeners for tuning in. We will be back soon with more episodes focused on nourishing your minds, bodies, and the spirits. So until next time, and remember that a healthy mind leads to a healthy life. So, this is your host, Avik, signing off from Healthy Mind and Healthy Life, wishing you a vibrant and purposeful journey ahead. Thank you so much.